0: everyone, welcome to the live podcast, the live podcast that you host every Monday. My name is Ikhra. next to me are Diane Vika, and today we have the topic of life lessons. Before we dive into it, please let me know if you can see as well, and if you can hear as well, if you're with us online. Um, do this by sending us a thumbs up, a smiley, a hey, uh, so we can then <laughs> dive into the conversation and while you're doing this i can maybe give you um, a heads up of what are we talking about, about today probably every one of us has been uh in school wondering why am i really learning this right now or maybe a few years after um you graduated and you were facing situations in life and you were like why does nobody really prepared me for that I can say that personally, I had this with finances. Um, I had this with relationships. I had this with a lot of things in my life. So, um, this is what we're going to explore today. What are things that we would love to have in the educational system? What is working? What is not? Uh, Where is everything going in the future? And yes, hi, Lars. Thank you for joining us. Great. Um, For everybody who's joining in, please let us know where you are joining from. Um, How do you feel today? As every other Monday, we're trying to create this open space online where we have a conversation for something like about an hour. Um, So yeah, if you have the time, stay with us, make yourself cozy, and let's see where the conversation is going to go this time. But before that, um, I really want to start with uh, telling you a little bit more about Live Design Circle, who we are, why we are doing the live podcast? That's what the podcast is. So girls, please help me with that. (laughs)
1: Thanks,
2: Vich. Yes. Thank you
1: for uh, the short intro of today's topic. And for everybody who is listening right now, welcome to our space for discussions and triggering new uh, alternative perspectives on life. And um, as Vik already said, we are uh, Vika, Vihra, and uh, me. And we are the creative minds behind the Life Design Circle. And the Life Design Circle is all about the the different life lessons we can teach each other um, through collaboration and through exploring exactly the different perspectives on how can we redesign and rethink um, our lives in terms of beliefs, behavior, um, how do we want life Life that is built on things that are good for us, um, hobbies or activities that are good for us, but also how do we connect with the people that energize us, that uh, support us, and that we can create together different futures. So um, in terms of that, we are going very much in, in depth of the life lessons that nobody is talking about in school. And we we had many discussions on why why is that, that never been discussed in a classroom, like why is there no space that we can discuss this or the other topic? So basically that is what what it's all about and this episode is kind of very essential for what we're doing in Life Design Mm -hmm. Circle. It's about our lessons that we haven't seen being discussed, but also your lessons that
2: you would like like to see in the future, maybe. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: So thank you guys for joining us tonight um, we would like to open up the space for you to join us in this exploration about um, life lessons. What is actually educational systems missing? And as always, we invite you to be active by um, writing us comments, asking us questions, sharing experience. And especially in this podcast, it could be interesting uh, to hear from you, as like educational system also differs a little bit from, from your. Um, sharing your experiences with us. Uh, So yeah, please uh, treat it as a safe space um, and bring your thoughts, perspectives and questions here uh, to us. Also say hello because um, we can't see who's joining us and every time you comment we'll we'll be happy to know who is with us tonight. Uh, Yeah, so um, maybe we can start with a little check in, um, I would just ask how you girls feeling inside and how is weather outside as well? her, <laughs> how is it for you in Bulgaria? What's the weather inside
0: and outside? Outside is sunny, um, it's really very warm summer in Bulgaria, where I am right now. And inside, I really can't wait for our um, talk today because i think that there are a lot of things we can explore there are a lot of things that i have been thinking about in my head um so yeah
2: mm-hmm.
0: yes i i just look forward to and i really hope that we also have a little um a little input from our audience uh, so the more yeah just knowledge and um ideas we exchange the better the conversation always gets so yeah. super
2: and you
1: there yeah, my mood is as the mood outside. Um, quite sunny right now, even though the whole day was a bit windy. But I am very, very excited about this uh, this topic today. It is um, the basics of my struggles and challenges with different educational systems and. Also, the trigger why I started exploring new alternatives on what kind of other educational system exists, why am I unsatisfied with what has been offered, and how can I develop um, uh, yeah, different strategies that support my needs uh, on my journey. And yeah, this is super exciting, and I would really, really love to also hear from uh, our hosts tonight, um, from wherever you are, because it is quite a huge topic. Um, and we are talking about education from scratch, from childhood, but also how can we educate ourselves further in the future as adults? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm super excited. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and for myself, I feel like in quite peaceful mood today. and um but as about the topic, um I'm very much looking forward to be inspired. um myself, I went through different educations, like in different countries. Free uh, in total. So for me, it's also a very interesting topic how it is in different countries and actually what can we learn and what could be better for future uh, in in the educational systems. Mm. So I would say let's begin with our topic. And so um, wh- where this topic issue came from? Uh, why did we decide to put it into our poll and bring it to the conversation? I think it came out from you, right? Yeah, I, I think it was uh triggered by the idea uh, <laughs> of lesson number
1: zero. What is the starting point that we um we actually need to address when we build an educational system or whatever kind of course or lesson? Um yeah, and it it was more about the missing gaps in education, the what is in between the gaps that we're looking for that is not there right now. And um if I can straightforwardly say what to me was lesson number zero that I was uh, intentionally looking for was um, the lesson about being human. Mm. How do we understand what is like, how can we translate the complexity of being human into an educational system that supports this development into different life stages. Mm. So um, that was quite a big first uh, topic and then once we started to work on the the topic of life lessons, I think it expanded a lot. So mm-hmm. I'm, that's why I'm uh, curious. So
2: here, maybe add a question, maybe could explain, but better to our audience. What do you mean by lesson zero? Uh, is it something that you mean like as a first lesson what what kids encounter at school, or it's like something that you feel? That you learned along the way after the school, and you feel like it should be brought, brought back to the educational system, or or what do you mean by yeah? yeah by is it. that a question for me? Or? It's to you. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, I believe it's. Uh, I understand it as lesson number zero. That is the basic thing that we all need to learn before we we build on top of that. Mm-hmm. The basic thing is to maybe one of the perspectives. That is something that I learned on the way, but it is all about um understanding that we have different life perspectives and we have mm-hmm. also different backgrounds we are living creatures with different thoughts and different skills and all those things so this variety of people um that are being trained within a system and being like channeled throughout a specific knowledge that they need to collect on the way i feel that it hasn't been so much incorporated in the in the school system and then maybe more in university yes to actually benefit from the different assets of um of of skills knowledge and traits that we have as as people Mm -hmm.
2: that is what i understand yeah okay so you said um for your lesson number zero would be how is it actually to be human yes Mm. and how it would be for you
0: what would be the lesson number zero Zero for me. Yes. Um, Maybe how to be yourself and express yourself. Um, Because I have the feeling that often in the school, while we're growing up, we're trying to fit some kind of um, idea of who we should be. Um, Or we just stop um, being this ourselves, um, we stop expressing what we what feels right for us just because we think it might be shameful, it might be weird, we just start to, as kids we pick up a lot from different people, so we try to um, yeah be socially accepted, which is great. Uh, but for me, lesson number zero will be really to um, dig deeper into who you are, what makes you different and special in this world and how you can express this actually The the more you can, and not suppress it while you're growing up.
2: Yeah, so actually a lot about self-awareness to how to know yourself Mm -hmm. and uh, how to be yourself uh, when you're growing up, and not to try to enjoy hide some of your flaws or yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now I just wanted to address this question also to our audience. In the meantime, I want to say hi to Luis. Thanks for joining us from Copenhagen. So, what is guys for you? Lesson number zero. What do you think? It's something that's missing and is needed in the educational systems.
0: Yeah. What I wanted to say is uh, maybe we can start or try to brainstorm. If we have like these two lesson number zeros, how can we implement them? How can we make it possible that in schools and like what are some ideas that we can um, small steps, tiny steps <laughs> that we can start? Um, yeah, implementing these and working on these.
2: Mm-hmm
1: um i actually think that they're the two sides of the same coin it's um individual self awareness and understanding or knowledge about yourself and then um a collective one that is appreciated by the system as well so how can you know what you what you want and what you need and what are your strengths and then how can we um, invite um, individuals within group activities that flourish their skills that when they're where they're valuable but also that um, different types of ideas flourish maybe from mm-hmm. yeah they create
0: together mm-hmm. so I think yeah. different sides of the one and the same coin mm-hmm. yeah like I really wondered why there was no meditation in school I discovered meditation three years ago that makes me 22 years old and i thought like i felt a little bit um mad at the educational system that i wasn't doing this um before that that i wasn't aware of this like inner voice that we all have uh, that i wasn't aware of like my feelings and just being in touch um with myself mm-hmm. so do you know actually if schools or like places that they do have meditation hmm. I uh,
1: I know that more than two hundred schools in the UK were about to incorporate yeah. that in the in the program, yeah. um, but it's not uh, at all common. Yeah, you know, so far. Yeah, but we. What? What do you? Why do you think meditation is so
0: important? Maybe because I see it a little bit as the like the basis of what I just said. In order for you to to be able to express yourself, you need to. Know who you are, what's going on inside. To be able to come in touch with yourself, to be able to express yourself, you need to know what you're expressing. Um, so I think it's also it taught me, or it still teaches me, um, self acceptance, self love. It could be cheesy, but you really start um, nourishing yourself and um, accepting yourself, yeah, with with all of the the good and the bad. Things that you are, we would probably think you are. <laughs> but yes.
2: Yeah, That's, uh, it's really good. I also see some other benefits that meditation could bring. Um, it can, yeah, it can ground you. So, like wherever kids in school always um, often face uh, pressure and stress, it uh, could be also helpful here. So, they could know how to calm them down and, and um, yeah um take a moment and uh, get ready for upcoming let's say class or exam Mm -hmm. or something uh so it could be also beneficial for like a mental well-being i think
0: that goes a little bit maybe into the direction of uh lars's comment he shared his um skill number zero and he's saying that for him this should be non-violent communication Mm. what do you think about it
2: yeah (laughs)
1: Communication, I think it's uh, necessary to be thought not only in schools, but in general afterwards, yeah. continuously in life, uh, because I think this is one of the um, areas where we underestimate the power of words mm. and the power of the things that we say to ourselves first, mm. then what we say to our partners, what that we say to our kids, and then what, how do we inter- interact and communicate with our um with our colleagues as well it's true communication that you can express power or mm-hmm. superiority but also understanding and empathy um so it's a lot of how you frame things it's a lot about how yeah and mm-hmm. i think i was one of those very um sensitive kids that i would always be a bit stubborn if the way how you would ask me a favor would be more superior rather than mm-hmm. you know if if somebody needs mm-hmm. i would jump right away or to help and support but if uh, somebody expects me to do so and be um a little bit violent in the wording mm-hmm. i would mm-hmm. really not mm, do it yeah
0: with yeah mm-hmm. with gratitude yeah it's yeah. so interesting how we need to re-teach, like, it should be like something so easy and so not natural, but at the same time it's really sometimes so hard.
2: Yeah, it takes a lot of practice mm-hmm. and the sooner we begin the better. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Like myself, I'm studying communication, so for me it's quite an interesting thing and during this time, I found out how how crucial it is actually and how it can make it a huge difference the way you communicate things and mm. to whom do you address those words because it also depends who you talk to. So I think it would be quite great if kids could be uh, able to learn those skills since they're children because it will make a huge difference for them but also for um, relationships like how they can create a relationship because communication can play a big role here as well, and mm-hmm. we as humans, yeah. As we talk about lesson number zero, I think could be another thing for me is actually to teach uh, how can we build and, and strengthen relationships, because um, yeah, human relationships. Um, so yeah, the so communication could also help here. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So human relationships is the way how we
1: learn as adults, right? It is this unwritten um script of how we interact with each other and learn because those are the closest people sometimes um yeah when we are in relationships that teach us how to how to uh, communicate things that are in our minds and i really think the challenge here is that language is such a tricky thing you can express so much through language but also not and words are really restricting us in terms of you can't really fully communicate a vision that you have right you always need to find the right words sometimes it's sometimes it's like one one word that you can say in one language perfectly fits, mm. but then in the other it doesn't really. It needs two sentences to make it more clear. So I feel that language is so dif- difficult to um, to download your 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 thoughts and translate it into a word stream. It's it's kind of an art.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, sure. mm-hmm. yeah. mm. Here we can give props to the educational system that we at least um or at least from my experience, uh, we do learn uh, languages in school, which opens Mm -hmm. like a whole new door for you. Mm -hmm. And also in the times that we are living right now, you have Duolingo, you have so many easy ways to learn um, languages. Mm -hmm. On the topic of communication and how important it is, uh, today we have a bit of internet problems. You probably can experience them with us. So please be patient. and let us know if at some point the connection gets really bad um give us a sign because we can never know uh and we'll try to fix it but yes we're doing our best
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah if we come back to the um, the beginning of the reason why educational systems exist maybe we, we can observe why, um, or like how they develop in time with the development of perceptions in society, what is needed to be learned.
2: Mm. And
1: I believe that they uh, learned somewhere on the way that universities were an, um, a collective effort to gather knowledge from over the world and put it into a system so that um, you we can easily um, digest this information and they were supposed to be only for the bright, brightest minds um, in the country so to get into university was not an accessible thing back in the days but now if we can like if we make the comparison there's so many people who not only graduate uh, bachelors with bachelor's and master's degrees but even further and they would have a couple of degrees so um, yeah it's quite interesting how um, also, universities brought this concept into the world that we need this theoretical knowledge and concept knowledge, thinking about the bigger picture. Um, that that is important to know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you think that um, that is actually it's true? Um, bringing the
2: the bigger picture ah, is important? Oh, for sure. In the yes. way how it's done. And uh, how, how is it done right now uh, in your
1: experience? <laughs> um, so. Well, we have been um, mm-hmm. as well in the like in university mm-hmm. um, and it's more true theory, true concepts. Um, right now, a lot of discussions as well, which is great Or I have experienced three different educational systems. So mm. I would say that some are focused on the theory and some are more fo- focused on discussions and um, are inviting more, um, individual thinking mm-hmm. and more yeah.
0: challenges, challenging
1: mm-hmm. questions. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So interesting, now when you're putting it in words, I'm, I'm realizing what was my biggest, um, maybe challenge after I graduated. And it was really this, before that in university, even though I had an um, internship, so it was some kind of like practicing what I've learned. It was so much theory um, and I knew how you should work I just never really worked it. I never really did the job, Um, and then you uh, you start your first internship where people still expect that you know a little bit, Um, and I think this for me was a huge gap between uh, me doing like my really first steps in work uh, practically, and yeah, I I just I'm wondering is there a way that we skip this gap? that um, I can, I I also must say, I did bachelor's in free university in Berlin. So it was university, it was very theoretical. Maybe it was my, like um, the problem of my choice in a way. But um, yeah, I just wish that I knew, this is the thing, I didn't know that there is another way of studying. I was thinking that back then I was, what was I, 19? Um, and I thought that it's just the most natural thing after school to go to university. Um, And I really didn't take the time to consider other options, even to take gap year. I know that a lot of people are doing this. So yeah, how was for you the gap or jump between university and real life?
2: University and real life? Um, I could bring some uh, personal experience here. Um, So... When I was back in Poland and then I studied there for one year, and then I decided to drop and uh, yeah move to Denmark and start my education here, and also mm-hmm. once again uh, starting a new education, I can see a huge, huge difference and of course, I think, I think this difference is not only because of the change of the country but also like of the types of university. So back in Poland, it was more academic, more theory, more yeah, more memorizing uh, things. Um, when, again, we look at the education I'm doing here right now in Copenh- Copenhagen, it's very much focused on the practicalities. So mm-hmm. for me, it was a huge realization that um, we actually don't need to... Have so many subjects and like memorize so many things and spend hours and hours, which was like from morning to the evening, and we can keep studying, keep studying, and like no time for personal things at all. Um, to and bring it to the education that I'm experiencing here right now, whereas like we have like way less classes, but it's more focused on the practical level. Um, so it is professional university, meaning like we have a lot of like practical projects and we collaborate with the, with the clients and comes to us once again, I study communication. So they come to us and they give us a case, like real case scenario. And then as a group, we work on that. So it's very much um, resembling the real real uh, work experiences. So I think there was a huge, huge change for me. But then again, um, yeah, it's I don't know if it's alternative way of learning or it is like more going to this direction. Um, but when I look back in my high school my school primary school or also in the academic degree in poland uh there was no time for practicalities it was a lot of like memorizing um yeah uh, learning things by heart and and then the things that you just forget later on and then you feel like what's the point <laughs> like how i'm gonna apply this knowledge if i just learn it for my exam like all the dates and the history for example and then later on i'm gonna forget and here i could see like that we actually can be taught, like be given tools and the mindset, like how can we work on the projects and then actually like learn at at this education through our own activities. So no one told us how to do this. They just told us, this is the tools you can use and just go and explore. So that was quite good, I think.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Mm. I really like this. I'm I'm constantly thinking about the the gap that I discovered in uh, from education that is also theoretical and academic to education that invites you to explore more. Um, I find it very interesting how um, we we have been trained in this repetitive mode to adjust or like to even compete with each other in terms of learning. Specific type of knowledge that would serve a specific person, a uh, purpose. Sorry, specific purpose. So the idea is that um, sometimes I feel that some educational systems are designed in a way that train us to be perfect, um, perfect people to to go into the stream of the system afterwards in this rat wheel of like accomplishing more and getting a career in a big corporation and be the best employee. But do we want to be? The best employees that's the question or that was yeah. always my question yeah. because my dream was never to be part of a big corporation and climb the ladder and have the employee of the year badge on my on my shoulders yeah. um, so i got very curious of like what what are the ways that ed- ed- educational systems can invite us to dig deeper into our understanding of what needs to be brought in the world And that is a little bit tapping into this water of the creator because I really believe that all of us are creators and creating all the time through our actions and our words. And everything that we decide doing, it could be a piece of art. It's not only for artists to create, you know, music or poetry Mm -hmm. or literature, but also the way we create our environments and our... um, our interaction, our like relationships mm-hmm. with our colleagues um, through our projects and so on. So I was thinking, where is the gap, and where where is what what could be the tools to bring your inner understanding of what needs to be brought in the world into reality? Mm-hmm. And that's where um, mm-hmm. I really appreciate the approach of entrepreneurship, because there there is no particular goal. It's only about finding a direction. And it's also about what kind of resources are around me, what are the influencing powers that um, this particular culture gives me, my background gives me, and all the gaps that I see uh, in systems or in projects. Um, It is very much combinative thinking, if I I could say so.
0: And, yeah, this is really empowering. So interesting. I think this is a great aspect that you're bringing in. Um, And also it touches a little bit this idea of um, in school, very often we are taught that we have to, uh, when you're 18, even when we're young, they ask us like, what do you wanna be when you grow up? Um, And at some point we think that this, it it should be one thing. So I wanna be this one thing for the rest of my life. Like these are a lot of years. Um, And at some point, I think now we have a shift where the more multidisciplinary you are like the more experience you have in different things, the better um, it gets. Of course, for different spheres, but as you're saying, like for creating, for entrepreneurship, for leadership, you really need this um, knowledge from different spheres.
1: One yeah. yeah. um, comment for the, for our host today in our audience, <laughs> Stefan wants to join us in the conversation. You are very welcome, <laughs> Stefan, <laughs> to write a comment, question, or whatever is on your mind right now this is the way how it works. So um, we don't unfortunately have a way to bring your own camera with us, <laughs> but you can be very much with us by commenting actively and then we're including
0: yes. those mm-hmm. thoughts. Yes. We and keep an eye on you the whole time. So
1: <laughs> nobody's
0: really going to be left out. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: And uh, Vic, what you said um, about leadership skills, um, I think it's very interesting. It touches also upon... Um something that Louis mentioned um a bit it's um that he thinks that rule number zero is about introducing mandatory programming courses or
2: uh, Louis, yes
1: yeah, or actually more technology in in the future because the future is about tech, and many people have the perception that is so inaccessible when the reality it is not anyone can code that is questionable for me, but it's good that you believe in that, Louis. But the way how I made the bridge between uh, the leadership skills and technology, as Louis sees it, is Mm. that we maybe need to ask the question, what is the future of work? Um, yeah. What are the new things that are coming up and bubbling up right now um, that I would expect other type of skill sets and other type of personalities um, to bring into the world? And technology is one of the of the skills of the future, um, also because of the exponential growth of technology. Mm-hmm. We are kind of being always a little bit backwards um, because we can't really learn so much, so uh, fast as yeah. the technology actually progresses in time. Leadership is another uh, skill that we see uh, in future trends. Um, also collaboration and communication that we mentioned.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see also their anthropology, I think. So even though like technology goes yeah, exponentially, I think there will be also a bigger need for, uh, yeah, for uh, people with this proficiency uh, because mm-hmm. uh, I think human connection and relationship becomes like more and more complex because of the technology as well. Like we feel maybe sometimes a little bit more separated. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I could see also a need there. Um, yes, with you, do you see any new exciting skills
1: that we need for the future?
0: Hmm, I don't know about skills, but I, to me, it's just so interesting. Even the the past few months, how they changed how they changed like, the um, essence of work. So many companies had to go remote. Um, and as you said, like, communication in times like this, uh, team building in times like this, keeping the work in a proper flow. Also, mm-hmm. as a leader of a company, how do you take care of your people in your, like, your emplo- Employers? Employees? Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm lost. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, so it's Yeah, it is very interesting to see how this changes. So we see home office becoming much, much more a thing. Um, Also stepping out of the nine to five, um, time management, time management. I have never worked nine to five and I think I've worked um, eight to 11 just because I didn't have time management and no one told me how to manage my day um, and the work life balance and everything. So, this is my answer to time management. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's crucial. Yeah. Um, yeah. As we talk about the yeah, importance of the new skills and yeah, the future of jobs, um, maybe we can also speak a little bit about how can we learn those things outside of like, educational systems or outside of like regular type oh. of courses? But is there another way that we can gather this knowledge? And yeah,
0: I think the question here is not, is there another way? But like, (laughs) which one is the right way? Because there (laughs) are so many ways. I have really the feeling that the challenge of our generation is that there is just so much to do. If you're proactive, you can do webinars, you can do... Online courses. You can listen to audiobooks, you can read books, you can also, it's just so much. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's, I would love for someone to hold for me a course on how to make good decisions on picking this online because it's just so much. Girls, do you have an advice for me?
2: (laughs) I find myself at the same place as you, (laughs) unfortunately.
0: (laughs) Audience, do you have an answer for me? How do I pick (laughs) the right things online? (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, um, yeah, yeah, but how do you select beforehand? Sometimes you realize the value of things of an article or a video only after you have seen mm-hmm. the whole thing. So, true, um, true. So I think mm-hmm. that's the tricky part.
0: Of course,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. But like, so we have those like resources, which are like I don't know, online or physical, but how about uh, other ways of learning, like maybe from each other? uh mm. i think we can also share some interesting thoughts here like people could learn for example as well for traveling um yeah doesn't require you to like physically go for any kind of course but just mm. yeah just moving just physically go through <laughs> life, <laughs> life. <So laughs> <much at> words, <laughs> yeah change course into life <laughs> learning yeah, um, I think it's interesting because uh, it shows like the moment we change the environment and we step a little bit outside of his spoke on our previous uh, episode, out of our comfort zone, and yeah, step um, to explore different spaces, directions, people. Mm. We can learn so much, and for me, it was always quite intriguing. Like we could learn this knowledge from courses, like you know, have this selected knowledge for us, but as a humans and uh, as a First, as beings, we can learn also a lot by traveling and meeting other people. Mm-hmm. I think traveling is the non-certified
1: uh, program that educates uh, real life, you know, real life uh, scenarios. Mm. Just through traveling, you you bring yourself and some tools maybe to survive, and then you expose yourself into so many different environments peoples and cultures that you need to learn and adapt in a very quick way and you need to also represent yourself in a in a or like rediscover even yourself because every time when you introduce yourself with the with this story that you had one year ago or so it actually doesn't fit anymore Mm -hmm. and then you realize that you became this Completely new person just by traveling and collecting, interacting with other stories of other people. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a quite a journey, and I think there was a saying that um, the more the more we travel, the more we get to know ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's why many people are attracted to it, and um, and also embark on those uh, one year long journey. That yeah. to me is quite uh, mm-hmm. quite a long time. Absolutely.
0: Years. I think also that there should be a little bit of a mindset change that a lot of people when they travel, they feel guilty that they they are, it's seen as something rather as a pleasure or entertainment and you're going on an adventure, but at the same time, this sometimes can really cause you um, developing and growing much more than, I don't know, having a routine, going to the same work, meeting the same people um, Mm -hmm. for a year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And when we when we say traveling guys we don't really mean booking a five-star hotel in, <laughs> in a different country because i just realized there are plenty of different ways to travel and even while traveling it might be that you're staying in your own, own cocoon so active traveling and active challenging yourself is also a thing
2: mm-hmm. um, surfing! <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Also this is um
1: this is actually one of the the things that we also thought about when thinking what kind of other life lessons there um and i think essential is proactiveness in general not only in traveling Mm -hmm. but in general whatever you do because it comes from you and then Mm -hmm. whatever you want to bring into the world or you want to learn then you can find the right people and the right information and the right um, spot uh, in the world that you can sprout and flourish.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So maybe let's ask also our audience and hosts um, if they have some experience or suggestion, how can we learn um, in a different way?
0: So we mentioned mm-hmm.
2: traveling. So maybe you also have some advices, examples to share
0: with us. Yes. Also, if you feel like, um, just joining with some kind of challenge or interesting question or something that you would love us to brainstorm on, we are ready. So just yeah, <laughs> I have a challenge in the meantime. Yeah. Um, if we imagine that we three and our audience uh, now have the opportunity to redesign the educational system, mm-hmm. um, how what are things and teams, let's say, what are teams that we're going to bring in and we we can do this by maybe, um, imagine that we have a hat right here, for the people listening on Spotify, you don't see it, but we have a hat, um, and we're gonna just put one topic inside, um, and we'll go by one, by one by one, and the audience can join us through comments.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Do you need some seconds
0: so- for preparation, or should we start?
1: I have an idea. Roughly.
0: Yeah,
2: let's go. Okay, <laughs> I you're ready? I'm you?
0: the head. Putting the head. And Morning. Vika, you hey. can start.
2: Vika, you go first. So you have an idea. No, no, I have an idea. That's not a complete Yeah, of. yeah. Okay, so uh, elements of the educational system, right? Um yes. Yeah, I would say I would say um, empathy. Um, yeah.
0: Daya.
1: Experimentation.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, nice one. I didn't <laughs> talk about did, um, it. Um, relationship advice.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes.
2: Um, Self awareness. I think we spoke about it, but I find it quite crucial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interconnectedness
1: with like with living other living creatures but also nature mm. 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 Yeah.
0: Mm. yeah yeah i can't say meditation right i mean i already did this okay yeah. um dealing with failure how to deal with
2: ah, failure in my mind <laughs> <laughs> dealing with failure. um yes um what else how to manage your own finances, taxes. (laughs) Um, Ecosystems,
1: meaning different, like how ecosystems um, can function, what types of ecosystems there are, but also how can you build an ecosystem that is self-sustained, that could be an education system, but also, other types of ecosystems
0: that mm-hmm. you're running? Yeah. Mm, I don't have a subject, but I would love my university or my school to finance my creative projects. So to mm-hmm. support me in being creative in any way.
1: Oh, that is so difficult, even for art schools. Here. <laughs> you know?
0: somehow, I'm, I'm just dreaming here.
1: <laughs> somehow, artists are always with less uh subsidies or less support financial support from the government.
2: Mm. Yeah, sadly. Yeah. Um as we talk about dreaming here, I would say imagination <laughs> could be nice to mm. invite more imagination in the young minds. Um uh, because yeah, it's uh, it's good to gather knowledge, but imagination is actually what makes us wonder and think bigger.
1: I would love to um, bring real things in the world so practicality can <clears throat> be something that you you create and it's applicable for somebody out there who needs it mm-hmm. it could be so as uh, Vika mentioned before working on real case studies for companies but also plenty of opportunities to work on social cases and um, on problems that are related to the to uh, children and kindergartens or agriculture there are plenty of things happening around uh, that mm-hmm. require a bit of research mm-hmm. more knowledge and more fresh ideas mm-hmm. so i always get very energized when the things that i work on and the things that i learn actually are relevant for somebody
2: mm-hmm. for somebody's everyday life just inspiring yeah. me now great to have like in schools like selected time uh, for actually looking for those problems and actually working on them so we just don't follow the agenda of schools where we have subject by subject but actually have this time selected for yeah getting out there and actually see what's happening in real life and how can we work on that. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah absolutely. I think I can end the game on movement Mm -hmm. I know we have in school but I think there is so much Uh, more movement that, um that could be also put in programs and yeah
2: <laughs> I would vote for a sport to be replaced by movement. <laughs> sport was not my favorite subject mm. at school and I feel I wish there was like different way I was introduced to it uh in my young age. <laughs> mm.
1: See how the language changes oh. the perspectives only one word naming sport or movement and you have a completely <laughs> yeah. bigger from activities that could be included. Yeah. I love that. Absolutely. So
0: Absolutely. communication.
2: <laughs> Reframing <laughs> things. Yes. So our audience, what about you? What do you feel like it could be also added to our head? Please bring it and share with us, if you have some ideas, of course.
0: <laughs> bring it. Bring it. Yes. Um, in the meantime, I have another thing. Girls, I'm on fire. <laughs> what is, what do you yeah. think about mentors?
2: Yeah, it's a big, and interesting topic. <laughs> I believe that mentors could be more present in our life and the idea could be more promoted in the earlier age as well. Um, like having a role model, um, someone you can ask questions and uh, get advices from and be inspired by. I think it could benefit our personal growth so much more. Um, Yeah, I think for me, it was quite actually um, something that made me grow as well. Just actually, I don't have one person, but like looking up to different people and learning from them and uh, being inspired by them. You can have this person you can talk to. No, every now and then and they yeah grow um by talking and yeah learning from did you have a mentor yourself can you say you were a mentor
0: exactly the same question exactly the same question yeah.
2: <laughs> if i can say <laughs> my and- if, if you had a mentor or if you were a mentor to someone
1: mm, i think non-officially <laughs> um the thing is that i uh i understand mentorship as um a type of companionship that is very <laughs> different from friends in a way that um oh my god I'll be back. <laughs> yes so um I <laughs> I understand mentorship as is um, this exchange. It's not one way, even though um, we could understand it as one person having having the wisdom to to teach us how things are being done in life because due to experience and more more knowledge. But I really don't see it this way. I see it more as somebody who, in a certain time, um, they have some extra knowledge uh, that they want to share. And want to more spar over ideas and challenge us, um, but also challenge themselves to to learn uh, different, different points of view. So a mentor could be to me a good friend or, or somebody who knows about an industry that I want to work into and gives me a really nice advice or just a perspective of how it looks like mm-hmm. from their uh, point of view.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They come in yeah. different shapes and forms, let's
1: say.
0: Can you be? Absolutely, I totally agree. I, I have never had uh, like an official mentor or anything. I think I've been influenced by some people very strongly. Um, but now I'm trying to proactively do that. Um, for example, I realized that I need um, help in like one sphere of dancing. And I directly just thought, okay, who is the person that I can reach out to who really can help me with that and knows like much, much more than me. Um, and yeah, I'm interested to see how this is gonna work. Um, she also has no experience in being a mentor at all, but she was really, really uh, pleased to hear that. And maybe this could be a challenge uh, to our audience also, if you feel that there is a um, sphere or anything that you want to develop maybe try to find a mentor maybe this is yeah if this is your way you just reach out to ask yeah people take it as a compliment
2: mm. yeah exactly I think it was a, a new thing for me to get to know because sometimes I was a little bit shy to ask people because I feel like I'll be probably busy and you know they wouldn't have time on Things like that. But actually, I realized when you ask people, as you said, they take it as a compliment. And also, people with some experience, they have a need to share their knowledge. And um, yeah, and um, yeah. sometimes they just don't have this person to do so because they're just like trapped in their work circle. So, and then suddenly comes a person and actually telling you, like, oh, I would love to learn from you. It's like a huge compliment and it's, um, it makes mm-hmm. the person very happy to do so. So just don't be afraid to reach out and, yeah. Yep.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
2: I was thinking, like, as we have very little time to in our podcast today, maybe you could say uh, how life lessons and this topic is related to life design. Um,
0: maybe I, I see a very clear um, connection because the way I actually learned about uh, the whole idea of life design was through something which is called designing your life and is a program uh, which is held um, in Stanford where uh, for I think something like six months students are educated in life and how to design it, how through design thinking, the methods of design thinking to proactively um, just play around with their life. So. I think it's a really life design is a way of life lessening, telling you just go outside and prototype and try out and really um, just, yeah, go for what you want to do and find ways how to try it out, to fail, to learn from it, to share this experience with others. Um, It gives you a very playful um, mindset on life.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: I do agree it's a lot about playfulness, uh, but also about doing things and creating things that don't exist um, which might be sometimes scary it might be scary to go against the the stream and against the flow of people that are already um, heading somewhere and um, being at a certain age where you are expected to cover to some points of the checklist of what is expected from this exact age. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all about your own speed and your own tempo and your own understanding of what is necessary for you to learn in this phase of your life. And if you're not ready for something bigger, even though expected from others, then you're not ready because probably you have something else to do meanwhile, and it's um, also a lot of following your intuition and your inner wisdom that tells you how you want to approach a certain time and what are the opportunities that you see right now that you would like to hop on, like which train you want to hop on right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's about bravery. It's about courage to live another type of truth and to design a lifestyle that that brings you closer to this truth and then eventually more people would understand what you mean because people kind of tend to disbelieve until they see. Uh, So we need to show them how it can be done in a different way in order for them to to do it themselves as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And on that note, I would really like to say that we dig into some examples of alternative educational systems Mm -hmm. um, at different schools that do Things differently so one school we found in Bali that is very much a focus on sustainability and um, through bringing uh, the students in contact to nature um, it kind of creates an understanding that we are we are connected to nature and the, whatever we create should be more sustainable so they have courses like gardening and um, planting and uh, permaculture mm-hmm. and all those different alternative ways of working in nature. Um, mm-hmm. Then we have also found a very interesting example of a tech-focused, tech-oriented school um, mm-hmm. that is applying a Waldorf, the Waldorf system of education. So it's a school in the, in the US and it's, um, it's actually where all the children of the employees of Big companies in Silicon Valley go to, and the unusual fact about the school is that they really are not allowed to have technology or like tablets or computers, because um, it, they like the school wants to aims to create an environment that um, eliminates the distractions of media as we we see it right now, and uh, gives more space for innovation and creativity. That would be another example. And it's so interesting how those, for example, those two schools are focused on on different trends that we see in society um, and are trying to create a specific environment for specific skills to flourish.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Maybe one of the most interesting examples I have also is the the method of Montessori, um, which is also like 100 years old method Uh, created by an Italian woman and um, from the inspiration to help kids with uh, mental disorders. And this method kind of introduces the idea that um, the education could be child-centered, which means that we focus on the needs of the children and developing a system that includes physical, social, uh, emotional abilities, and it's it's a complex thing. It's a holistic system. Um, working also with games, with a lot of inter interconnected activities that would mm-hmm. teach you develop um, in different stages of, of child development. But this just brings me to the idea of this holistic approach. We can't look at a person in a very, you know, only one perspective mindset. We need to think bigger, which is also about life design that we just need different areas of life. We need to cover plenty of areas. And the life get, goes on, we, it gets more complex and we have more responsibilities. But the more we understand where our, our needs and where our um, strengths lie and, and how can we energize ourselves, the more we can deal with the complexity and actually it becomes like a game mm-hmm. and exploration. Super
2: so, interesting. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Nice
0: one, yes. Yeah. Wow, well, it's amazing how one hour just flies.
2: Wow. <laughs> so, uh, every time I'm used by that. this. So actually, we have a little announcement to you guys who's listening to us right now. Uh, we have our last uh, upcoming episode next Monday. Um, so, uh, we're looking forward to see what's going to be our last topic and what you guys going to be interested to, um, to talk about. So let yeah. us know in the, and, um, which going to be afterwards in the event as well on the website. Um, and thank mm-hmm. you so much for being with us all this, all this way. It was quite interesting to, yeah, it, it we still have one more episode, but after a little bit <laughs> sentimental, mm-hmm. it was quite great to know you, to get to know how you think and yeah, your your,
0: your perspectives. So thank you
2: for being with us all the time.
0: Yes, uh, it's also just the last episode of the first season that we have, which we created like here live. We still have, um, yeah, we plan to still pop up here and there. Um, and also you can find us on Spotify. I always see, say this in the end of the podcast and then I realized that people started now being lazy and they just listen to us there. But we really appreciate everybody who is with us um, live just because it makes um, the conversation what it is. And also um, it's exactly why we are here every time live because we want to hear your voices. So thank you, uh, Luis, thank you, Stepan, thank you, Lars, um, and all of the people who were patient with us today. Um, Thank you for joining. And yeah, have a great start of the week ahead. We wish to see you next week. Also, on the poll that Vico mentioned, there are uh, ways that you can put your topic. So if you have some idea of something, just type it in. We are yeah, Hi. glad to hear it. Yes.
1: Yes. Thank you, everybody, from my side as well, um, for joining, commenting, and hopefully we see you active and rested next Monday as well. And until then, I would love to send you off with the challenge. Um, so we think when we think of lessons, uh, we think of we talked about learning from other people and um, and teachers and so on. But I would really like to um, um, pay attention to our parents as the first teachers that we have ever in life, mm-hmm. and maybe ask yourself like, what is the one lesson that I wanted to um, to get from my parents um, and if they haven't given it to you, maybe you can get in touch and um, ask them about their opinion. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: wow, good one mm-hmm. great, okay we'll just leave you with that um, take care and see you next Monday
2: see you next Monday
0: bye, bye.